this month, Ask the Therapist is going weekly as I introduce you to my new Therapist Corner Substack community, a space for therapists to get together and discover how the business of therapy can thrive. Hello and welcome to this episode of Ask the Therapist. It's lovely to have you here. Today we are talking about Substack and how to set up your Substack, the 10 steps that you need to take from not having been on Substack at all to having your publication set up. I have written out this post, but I know some people prefer to listen to it. So you you might want to grab a pen and paper as you follow along this episode. So we're all about Substack at the moment. And hopefully you're thinking maybe this is for me as well. I know many therapists are out there because the landscape of social media is really changing. There is an increasing need for therapists to have a broader platform to share their knowledge and expertise. Mental health services face huge accessibility issues for many people. I had somebody contact me just this week and they've been to see their GP and the NHS waiting list was 42 weeks before they were likely to get an appointment. So in having a wider reaching platform can help address this deficit in access to services. And it also supports therapists in running a more financially sustainable business without heading out to burnout with the one-to-one sessions, which is why we all trained. It's what we all love doing, but it can be really exhausting. And therapists have so much knowledge that deserves to be shared in far wider than just the traditional therapy room. And we think that Substack is the answer. So what is Substack? Hopefully you've listened to some of the other episodes, especially the one I recorded with Sarah Tasker that goes a lot more into depth into what Substack is. But at its core, it is essentially an email marketing service. It requires in putting in the work to write posts and cultivate an engaged subscriber base. So you write posts and people give you their email address and subscribe to your platform and they have the option of paying you say £8 a month or a yearly amount or a founding member's amount to get a little bit more access and some exclusive content from you. We've been on Substack now for about three and a half months, getting on for four months. And it's so liberating not to have to worry about using the right keywords or hashtags or writing in a way to suit an algorithm. The thing that's different with Substack is that with most other social media platforms, they're relying on advertisers for their revenue. So the people using the platforms put content on the platforms and then Hopefully that content gets lots of engagement, lots of views and advertisers put adverts in between that content so their products and services get seen and purchased. With Substack, there isn't any advertisers. So how Substack make their money is that they take 10% of your subscribers monthly or annual what they pay you. So that's how they make money. So Substack are only going to do well if you do well, which is nice and refreshing. So they're motivated to help you do well. And the way that you build an audience on Substack is through being recommended by other Substack publications. So other writers will like your work and share it with their audience and vice versa. So it's a very collaborative kind of all working together kind of feel around it. 
and it's new, it's growing, so it will take time to get established. So let's dive into the 10 steps to setting up your Substack. First, step one is to set up your profile. So this is the very first step. Head over to Substack. There'll be a button that says sign up here. And then that takes you to an interface that kind of says, ask you about your interests. So you can pick like culture, politics, and then continue. And then it will suggest some other substats that you might be interested in reading, or you can have a search around the platform yourself. And then it will ask you to put your email address in and set up your profile. And it's useful to use your own name at this point. You need to see Substack as layered. So you have a profile. And then on top of that profile, you have the publication. And the publication is where it's kind of like the website. So that's where you're going to host your blog post and your writing. And you can put video content in there and podcasts and things. So there's two layers, your profile and then your publication. Profile, you generally want that to be your name if you're happy to have your name out there. And then your publication would be the name of the actual substat where you write, if that makes sense. Hopefully it does. So once you have set up your profile, it will ask you for your name and a brief bio. So you can put that in there and then it provides you with your publication URL, which you can obviously share around as well to kind of put it out there and get some more reach and get people kind of subscribing for you. You can always change this at a later date. Once you set up your profile, it's step two. You need to decide on your niche. So who do you want to write for? Who do you want to share your information and your knowledge with? Consider your expertise, your interests, focus on the subjects you have ample knowledge in and experience. Think about what you're passionate about. Writing about what you care and what you know about really helps you create more authentic, engaging content while keeping yourself motivated because you're enjoying what you write as well. And nothing's ever stuck in stone either. So If later down the line you want to evolve or change your niche, you always can do. But I think it's worth putting a stake in the ground, deciding what you want to write about and committing to that, at least initially anyway. And you can change it later on if you need to. Step three is then to choose a name for your publication. You might want to have a little research around, see what other people are calling themselves. We decided on Therapist Corner. That came from a while ago when my website was just for clients interested in having one-to-one therapy. But I started to write resources and blog posts for other therapists. And I thought, I just need a little corner of my website that's for therapists. And there came Therapist Corner. So that's how Therapist Corner came about. And it just feels like that just fits as an umbrella term for us. There's another publication by Dan Udale called Mind Matters. He writes about self-discovery, personal development and mental health. And one of our founding members, Jordan, who is going to be coming on the podcast soon, has set up her publication, which is FFS, Frazzled, Frustrated and Stuck. And that's for people who are frazzled, frustrated and stuck. Does what it says on the tin. So there's a few ideas for you. And, you know, once you have your niche, you'll be able to come up with a name very easy. Again, you can always change it. Nothing's set in stone. 
and then start with a strong introduction. Try and engage your readers with a really concise, captivating summary of what you're going to be doing within your publication. And obviously, that's much easier to do once you've got your niece identified and some of the goals of your publication. The publication is where you'll want to write your posts, blogs, newsletters, whatever you want to call it, that you share for free or allow people to pay for your writing as well. At this point, you can then set up your domain name, which is why I say that it's kind of like having a website as well. That's where your posts will be hosted. And then you can start writing, get posting, and you can decide on each post whether you want to share part of the post for paid subscribers, or you can decide to put them out there for free, or you might have some posts that are just for paid. We do a mixture of this for Therapist Corner. Every post, it depends. Some things are absolutely free and some posts just go out to paid and some posts, half of the post is kind of uh, free and then half of the more detailed, in-depth information just goes out to our paid. So you can put a paywall within your post, which is really easy to do when you start writing a post think it's on the top right hand corner it says dividers and you can pick where you want to put your paywall it's very intuitive it's quite easy to use substack and i'm not a very techie person so if i can use it you definitely can and each time you press publish on a post you get asked whether it's for free or paid or there's a paywall and you could kind of put out a paid post but give a bit of a preview to free subscribers. And that can, can encourage people to come over and start paying for some of your work if they're intrigued to read it more. And each time you publish a post in your publication, it then gets emailed out to everybody on your email list. So you've chosen a name for your publication. Step four is about creating a really good about page, just as you would for any website. It's a real vital component of your Substack publication as it introduces your readers to who you are and what your publication is all about in much more depth. So you want to start with a really strong introduction that engages your reader with a concise and captivating summary. It talks about your identity, who you are and the essence of your publication. And then you want to kind of think like a storyteller. It's easy to say who you are and what you do and where you're based. But a list of basic facts is not always the best way to pique somebody's interest. Instead, use your about page to tell a story, maybe provide some context around why you've set it up, share your journey that got you to where you are today, and the things that have inspired your business. That makes it all that much more engaging. Stories really allow us to experience information rather than just simply consuming it. And they're great for attracting an audience, engaging them and holding their attention. Keep the story simple, relatable, and you don't need plot twists or character arts. You just need a story that will resonate and your story will resonate. Remember, it's not really about you. While you're telling your story, remember that your goal of what you're doing is trying to communicate how and why you're working to improve the lives of your readers. Although you're writing about yourself, really keep in mind 
what is going to be useful for them, why they're visiting your page and what they're going to get out of it and how you're going to serve them. Your readers want to learn more about you and what you provide, but they're also looking for answers or somebody to connect with, somebody that might have shared interests, values and experiences can be really powerful. They're looking to connect with a person. So people really invest in people. So show your readers that you're a real person with genuine interests and that you're offering help and expertise. Don't be afraid to share who you are on the outside of your business hours, but everybody's boundaries are different. Some therapists like to keep very, very boundaried, while others are more relaxed with those boundaries. But I think it's worth spending some time thinking about how much information you want out there. Because I suppose once you've started talking about yourself, it's difficult then to stop or pull that information back. So maybe veer on this a little bit more on the side of caution as you develop it, maybe talk it through with a, a supervisor and just discuss where your boundaries are and kind of what you share on social media. And make sure your message is really clear. Explain things simply and try and avoid big fancy words or jargon. Whatever you write, make sure that you get somebody else to check it over and give it an edit as well. Because sometimes, trust me, I've been writing a lot recently and we get so blind to it, just can't see the obvious mistakes. Finally, at the end of your about page, always provide a next step. What do you want people to do after they've found out a bit more about you? Do you want them to subscribe? Do you want them to share? Do you want them to maybe introduce themselves or get in touch? Or are there some blog posts that would be really useful for them to read first? It's always really useful to put that next step in. It's sometimes called a call to action can be a nice touch to add in a picture of yourself as well so that people can see who you are. Step five is to develop a content strategy. I think at the start, I might have mentioned one of the nice things about Substack is that it feels free from the algorithm and having a strategy. But you do need to think about what time you have to dedicate to Substack, even if that's just writing one post a month, one hour a month especially if you're going to have people paying for your content, you need to give them a baseline of what you are going to be offering them. And that might be just one post a month. It doesn't need to be huge amounts. And often people really want that sense of community being a part of something. So, you know, you don't have to write lots and lots of posts. That's what I'm saying. But think about what the baseline of what you will offer will be. Always think about quality over quantity as well, because sometimes if you decide to post twice a week, can you maintain that over six months, you know, over a year? It might be okay for a month or two, but over time, quality might go down. So really just think about what the baseline is of what you can manage. Have a think about whether you're going to offer your paid subscribers or free subscribers or a mixture of both Q&As or a podcast or will you do any video lessons? You can do a video on YouTube or another platform and then embed it into a post and define what you want to achieve with your publication. Maybe you're thinking about building a loyal following, generating revenue or providing valuable information for the clients who already see you, a one-stop shop to access lots of resources and reading materials. Instead of kind of dishing them out to each individual client, you have a hub 
where you put all the content that you use for your therapy session. Your goals will shape your content plan. And then have a think about the needs of your audience. What's going to be most useful for them? What are their values and interests and how can you best serve them? And maybe then you want to create a content calendar to stay organised on track and maybe batch your content, which is my dream. I never actually make it there. But my dream is to batch my content and have three months of content ready to schedule and out there. If that ever happens, I will do another podcast on what has happened to get me so organised. So watch this space. Then once you know what your offer is and you've got a really good clarity around that, step six is to turn on paid. And the advice at the moment is to set up paid function pretty much from the start. And it might sound scary, but it will take a while to attract paying subscribers, especially if you are starting from zero. We had an email list already that we imported into Substack, so that gave us a boost of a start. But it still took a few weeks for people to start paying us monthly and deciding to invest in us. We had to kind of get some content out there and show people what we would be writing about before people decided to make that investment. So then you need to decide when you turn on paid what you're going to offer for free people for people who pay monthly, annually, and do you want a founder member option as well? Often people who are looking to be one of your founding members either really want to support your work, but often they're looking for a bit more contact with you, maybe kind of Q&As or a bit more in-depth information or video lessons. But as soon as you get your first person that is paying you monthly, it's honestly so motivating and so exciting. It's it's just a, a brilliant because you effectively you've launched a new business and you've launched a new revenue stream as well. You can start serving people and it helps with accountability as well. There's no choice now. You've got to move forward with this. So that's the other thing to bear in mind, that once you set up Substack and people are starting to pay monthly, it's difficult to go back on that. So I know some people that are kind of setting up their publication, getting about six or seven posts ready out there and organised before they start their paid offerings. Step seven is to announce your Substack and say hi. Now, this can feel a bit cringe, but you are doing something big and it's exciting. It's a new venture and you are all ready to serve your readers. So you need to help them find you. They need to know you exist. And to do this, you need to say a big hi, share it around, share it on all the social media platforms that you have at the moment or send emails out and do an announcement post on Substack to launch your Substack as well. Go over your offerings again, send emails out. Just tell everybody. It's like a virtual handshake, giving readers a glimpse into your unique perspective and the value that they can expect from your content. It'll help you to connect on a deeper level by sharing personal story or antidote, but keep the tone nice and friendly and conversational so readers feel like they have, are having a genuine conversation with you. You might want to highlight any special features or exclusive content that they're going to look forward to. So you give them a sense of what they can expect with your publication. And finally, encourage them to subscribe and engage through comments and 
connect with you on social media and ask them to share it with people they know as well. Because initially, I suppose we will be using a little bit of other social media platforms to get the reach because it has taken, I'd say, about two months before we've started to get other substacks recommending us. And it once they do, you can see your reach growing even more. But it, obviously, it takes time for people to, to get to know you. So an announcement post saying hi and announcing your substack will give you a great platform, great foundation to get started with it. Step eight is to write your first substack note. Substack notes are the equivalent of a social media tweeting platform you might have heard of. Substack notes is a great way to better connect you with your readers and wider audience on Substack. Say hello and invite people to introduce themselves. You might start by writing a short note to introduce yourself and your publication and what it's about and invite your new readers to say hi too. So Substack is a lot about community and collaboration and getting to know each other. When you go on to Substack, you'll see there's notes and you'll see there's something called chat. Notes has a wider reach. Chat is a little bit like having a WhatsApp in your Substack that that just goes to your audience. So if you don't have an audience or any readers at the start, you want to be using notes. And then later on, when you just want to talk and connect with your readers than people who are subscribed to you, then you just use chat for that. Step nine is to start collaborating. There is no algorithm on Substack, which is definitely one of the appeals of it. But this means that Substack does well if you do well. So it's about creating excellent, inspiring and useful information rather than controversial clickbait. It also means that your reach will come from other writers sharing your work and from collaborations which will support you in getting in front of their audiences. So bear in mind that when you're reading Substack and hopefully you're reading lots of stuff that you really enjoy and get lots of value from, if you do come across a post like that, it is worth doing something called restacking it, so sharing it to your audience. Or if you write a post and you could tag somebody else in your post, that's great for them and they might return the favour as well. So it helps your readers also connect with other people that might be of use for them. There is also a new referral scheme that has just been launched where you can turn growth onto autopilot with subscriber referrals. So that means that the people that read your Substack can share your Substack and that will kind of get other readers to your platform and you can see which of your readers draw the most people to your platform and you can reward them maybe with writing them a unique post or giving them a couple of months free subscription to your Substack. So that's an exciting new feature that has just been launched, which so is just being developed at the moment. Step 10 is to start writing and to start sharing. If we were to start out on Substack again, we would have definitely made sure that we had at least three posts ready for our new readers before launching. The initial days of launching the Substack newsletter are filled with excitement and anticipation and having multiple posts allows you to capitalise on that energy. There is a real energy and excitement when anybody creates something new. 
So instead of just having one post and that's it for a while, pop three out there and give people a few choices of what they can read. And it really gives them more of a sense of what your publication is going to be about. And then it's time to get sharing it and share it everywhere and ask your friends to share it as well. And it won't be long before you have follow readership, subscribing to your Substack. So congratulations, you have set up your Substack if you have followed those 10 first steps. If you have set up, we would love to hear about it. So come over and tag me in a note and say, I've listened to this episode and we've set up our publication and tag me and I'll come over and have a look and restack your publication and get it out there for you. I'd be very excited. We didn't realise how many therapists would be so interested in setting up their own substat when we started Therapist Corner. So it's been a little bit of an offshoot of what we're doing, but we're very, very excited to see this grow. And we'd love to hear about how you get on. And if you have any questions, come and find us over at therapistcorner.co.uk on Substack. We'd love to see you there. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Ask the Therapist. I'll be discussing all you've heard in this episode and more over in the Therapist Corner community on Substack. To join me there, just click on the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care of your mental well-being as you continue on the path to becoming the best version of yourself.